was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkist Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. From the outskirts of Anchor Head and on the shores of the Great Shot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hello. On today's episode, we are doing our, uh, what are we going to call this, our celebration pre-funk preview. 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 Suggestions and tips and all that jazz. Uh, we're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Uh, first off, if uh, this episode sounds a little funny, it is because we are not recording in our usual place. We are not. Um, <laughs> you want me to say something? More? I can say something, if you don't want to. Uh, you can say something. Okay, um, Nancy's mom... Um, Went into the hospital last weekend with some chest pains, and it turns out she had a uh, minor heart attack. And uh, this Wednesday, she went in for a, bypa- or a, a triple bypass. So we've been in uh, Daytona pretty much all week, uh, so we can be uh, close to Nancy's mom and uh, get things um, sort of handled around uh, this place for her. So we're recording from here. Uh, uh, Nancy's mom is doing well, though, and is recovering uh, as we speak, um, thank you to everyone who uh, has been following both of us on Twitter and has sent good uh, thoughts Nancy's way. Um, that's been it's been very much appreciated. Yes, thank you. I've not been well <laughs> past few weekdays. Oh, but uh, I'm so not well that other people currently have Thrawn to read, and I'm not ex- I'm not jealous of them at all. <laughs> Oh, but, you know, maybe we can get you feeling a little better as we uh, talk about celebration today and things to expect or, you know, what to expect when you're expecting celebration. Yes, that would be nice. Uh, But before we do that, though, um, hey, Nancy, could you angle your microphone down a little bit? Sorry. Whoops, sorry, up a little. There we go. Sorry. Great, great. No, you're fine. You're fine. It keeps falling down. Uh, that's right. Um, uh, what you can do is, uh, hey, there, there's that little wheel there. I'm turning it. Oh, no, not that one. Um, this one? Yeah. You can lower the microphone and have it uh, closer to your range. Again, the fun we're having, uh, with a very improvised setup here. Yes. This is fine. Louder? Yeah, there we go. Okay. We're good. We're good. Uh, Before we talk about Celebration, we wanted to uh, briefly discuss a cool bit of news that came out this week from our pals at Delray. Um, They hinted earlier uh, something that they were calling Operation Blue Milk, and a whole bunch of authors started retweeting it. Well, the day after that, we got confirmation of what that was. It is a short story compilation that takes place during A New Hope, and each story is going to tell uh, tell a story from the point of view of minor characters in A New Hope. So it is called Star Wars from a certain point of view. 
It has a lot of authors who have not been involved in Star Wars before and some authors that have. Um, a lot of authors who, you know, don't really write the same genre, but um, and some who don't write fiction, but it is an opportunity to get more authors involved in Star Wars. And it should be really interesting with how they, you know, experiment with storytelling and different POVs and different tenses and all that stuff. And since they're all, they're all short stories, you know, it'll be a good opportunity to get lots of different takes. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of familiar names there. Uh, Chuck Wendig, John Jackson Miller. Um, Delilah I, Dawson. Delilah Dawson. Claudia Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of your favorite Star Wars authors are contributing to this. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of names we've never seen before, like you mentioned. Uh, Ken Liu, uh, Mer Lafferty. Uh, uh, Nettie Okorafor, who which is... I cannot wait for that one. He, She is... Uh, uh, sh- we're actually reading her book this month for the book club. Her new novella. Uh, her new Binti novella. So... Um, you guys can read that along and get excited for her contribution to this book. And yeah, a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, pre-orders are open now, and uh, I cannot wait to get it. It is out in October, and uh, you don't have. To, apparently, you don't have to worry. Um, we're not going to find out how random Jawa number three actually <laughs> secretly was the most important person in the galaxy. Oh, so you won't get an egg eighty eight story? No, IG-88 no, there won't be an IG eighty eight uh, type tale. So uh, it's a little tales of, but it's not that tales of, right? And the stories are a lot shorter. Yeah, much shorter, but uh, very cool stuff. Cannot wait to see it. And uh, we are going to have Tom, uh, Darth Internus uh, from Delray on after Celebration to talk more about this project. And we are very much looking forward to that. Yes, very much so. Okay. Hey, let's, why don't we talk about Celebration? Yes. Things that are happening. Uh, We should. We don't really have any set notes here. We just wanted to kind of discuss... Uh, what you should expect, how to get around, things to do, and um, just kind of get you get you all ready for celebration. Uh, where do you think is a good place to start here? Um, I mean, we can just kind of go chronologically. We or... should chronologically, so we should start at getting to the convention center and Probably, all that jazz. Yeah. So, chances are most of you are flying into uh, MCO. Uh, Orlando International Airport, mm-hmm. uh, to get to Celebration. Uh, there's some bad news, though. You cannot take an Uber or a Lyft no. from the airport to get to your hotel or to get to the convention center. Um, you can take one to get back to the airport, but you cannot be picked up from there. So uh, you will need to rely on a hotel shuttle, a taxi, a rental car, or um, what's the other service? Uh, people have mentioned uh, lift. Oh, you didn't say that. Um, rideshare, taxi service, uh, hotel shuttles, hotel share. shuttles, taxi, rental car. Uh, I can't rideshare it, but um, oh right, no th- uh, there's there's a name of some mirrors. No, that's a rental service. I'll have to go look that up <laughs> and come back to you. There's some shuttle service. Uh, that you can well, book. That is isn't... a shuttle service. Okay. It's not a rental service. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be something to keep in mind when you get to the airport. You cannot take a ride share to your yeah. hotel. Yeah, that's annoying. You can take it to the airport, 
but not get picked up from. Yes. So on your way out, you can take Uber and Lyft. You'll be just fine. Yes. Uh, Once you get to your hotel and to the convention center, though, um, you're probably going to be looking for something to do that night before going to bed or getting in a line like we are. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So there are some things uh, you can do to keep yourself entertained. Uh, One thing is a Universal City Walk, Mm -hmm. which is close by. There's a lot of restaurants there and some entertainment options. Uh, you can go pick up your Harry Potter merchandise. You can from the uh, from the Universal store there. You can. There's also one in the airport if you don't make it there. Yeah. So you can pretend you you went. Yeah, you can pretend you went. <laughs> you can pretend you went. Um, and uh, there's also, uh, and I think you and I can agree, this is sort of our preferred destination, uh, Disney Springs. Yes. So it's about a 15 minute uh, cab ride or ride share over but uh, there is a lot of stuff to do there yep and it's free uh you can park for free and you don't need a park entrance to go to disney springs there's a lot of good restaurants shops uh if you're not able to visit disney world uh because of either time or budgetary constraints uh disney springs is a good substitute and uh, we're uh we're going to mention you should probably go visit Jock Lindsay's uh, Hangar Bar while you're there. That is the Indiana Jones-inspired lounge. Uh, small plates, fun-themed drinks. Yeah. You can find the idol in there. You can. It's a really fun place. I believe they're having a podcaster meetup on Saturday, which we will not be at just because we don't want to drive. <laughs> then we have other obligations to yeah. a certain other podcast yes. that night. But uh, it's definitely a lot of fun and worth the trip if you have time to go. And you can get pretty much all of your Disney exclusive merchandise from Disney Springs. Yes, they have a Star they have Star Wars Galactic Outpost and Star Wars uh, stuff in the Once Upon a Toy shop. And we've had very good luck finding action figures at Disney Springs. We have. So uh, if you are an action figure collector, you may want to hop on over there anyways, because they often have stuff in stock that you might not find at your local Target or whatever. Right. Um, also, they've got uh, they've got some really neat uh, fashion stuff you can get. Uh, yeah. They uh, they just opened up a new uh, dress shop. Yes, the dress shop in the co-op looks really cool, and I want all the dresses there. And they've also got some Star Wars stuff in Trendy, uh, which is another store. They've got her universe stuff there, and um, some other stuff. Uh, I think they have some stuff in the Galactic Outpost, and so they have stuff yeah. all over. Um, now, Ash- Ashley, I do believe, has some parks-exclusive stuff yes. that you can't get elsewhere. So yep. if you've seen that stuff but you haven't been able to get your hands on it because you're not out at the theme parks, y- you can get it from Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So do stop by there if that's something that catches your interest. And uh, if uh, other cool Star Wars-specific merch you can get there, uh, Dooney bags, which you were a fan of. Yes. I don't think they have the Star Wars ones there, but... Do they not? I don't think so. Okay, so that's something they that's in the parks them in themselves. They the Galactic Outpost. But, okay. Um, but yeah, they're, I like them. <laughs> yeah, so a uh, lot of shopping to do. A lot of shopping to do there. Some uh, nice dining options as well. Uh, so if you're looking for a way to spend your Tuesday or Wednesday night before Celebration officially starts, highly recommend popping on over there. Um, a couple other options we should mention. Uh, there are a couple nice, fun, nerdy uh 
hangout spots that you can uh, ri- you can drive to. Yeah, if you don't mind a longer drive, uh, Cloak about, and Blaster. About 30 minutes away. It's about 30 minutes away. Um, it is a sort of geeky, nerdy uh, pub um, that's themed for like fantasy. And then they have an upstairs part that's like gaming that's more of a sci-fi theme. They have... Uh, really fun menu and drinks and you can get uh games and play them there like you know tabletop games or whatever they have a whole bunch um so that's really fun that's a really fun place uh there's also a video game bar called player one where you pay a cover and then it's all you can play um arcade games and they also have Good uh, craft beer selection, or so I've been told, as I don't drink craft beer. <laughs> uh, as Tashi Station's resident beer snob, I can confirm that Player One has a fantastic tap selection. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's a $10 cover to get in there. Uh, you'll want to have dinner beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, but a $10 cover to get in, and uh, it is a lot of fun. Classic arcade cabinets and consoles. Uh, beer on tap, and yeah, it's a great, it's great, and I think we are planning to do that one night with some friends yes. at celebration. So yay, yeah, uh, things to do before the convention uh, around the con- convention center. If you're looking for dinner, um, a little bit of a walk uh, from the convention center in the hotel areas. Uh, uh, there are a number of restaurants. Um, for a little more fun, there's a Dave and Buster's nearby yep. that you can go to. Uh, so yeah, you're good. Even if you don't leave the convention center grounds, you'll be all right. Yes. Which brings us to celebration itself. <laughs> oh, where do we even start here? I don't know. <laughs> I am usually really super hyped for celebration by now and like vibrating out of my pants. And I'm just like, oh my God, is it really this week? Can it be like a little, can it like be a month away, please? <laughs> well, we should, we, we can probably uh, talk about the daily highlights yes. and what you should expect to get into the daily highlights. Yes. So celebration really kicks off on the Thursday with the 40th anniversary panel. Yes. If you want to get into that panel, you were probably going to have to camp out the night before. Yeah, and so they have a different um they have a different setup this time for the big panels. Um if you went to Celebration Europe, it's the same uh system they had there where you can go and get a wristband. They start distributing them at six o'clock a.m. And you can get a wristband for a panel. They will have cues for every panel um, for the celebration and galaxy stages, just those stages. Um, so you can go get a wristband for that panel. And then when you're done, you can go get another wristband if they have wristbands available still. And they'll have a screen screens with all of information of like if they have a lot left or not. So, you know, you can you can uh, if you arrive there, you know, early in the morning after they've started giving out wristbands, you say, OK, um, they have wristbands available for these panels. I really want to see this one and there's not enough left. So I'm going to get in that line and get that wristband and then go to another panel. But the important thing to know is that you can only get two wristbands per day. So and it's not two for one stage and two for the other. It's two wristbands. Two wristbands total. Period. Which is 
a problem because there are some days I want to do three panels on those stages, but so you have to kind of prioritize what you want. To yeah, see. so we come to our usual convention axiom, uh, accept the inevitability that you will not get to do everything you wanted to do. Right. And, you know, it's understandable why they do this because there are so... There are so many different things going on and so many panels and so many people there. Um, but uh, so the first two nights are what they call sleepover nights. Um, you can get in line anytime. I think it's from 8, a, 8 p.m. to midnight the night before for the 40th anniversary panel and the Last Jedi panel. And then you can stay in the queue hall overnight. They'll have restrooms and um, I think I don't know if they'll have concessions, but they'll have restrooms. I know it, water I think fountains. at Anaheim they had limited concessions. Yeah, they have open. water fountains and stuff. So and, and you can bring you know stuff with you in line as long as it fits in a backpack, and then um, stay there um, until five a.m. when the doors will reopen, and then people can get back in line for that. So basically, if you're not in line at midnight, you're not gonna. Just go to sleep because you're not going to get in until 5 a.m. And if you attempt to get back at 5 a.m. to get into the doors, do keep in mind they will disperse you if you were there before 5 a.m. They will not let people start making lines uh, before 5 a.m. So just don't bother trying to show up early. Just wait until 5 a.m., get there, and get in line. Um, And then they will start giving out wristbands an hour later at 6 a.m. And... Once you get the wristband you're there for, you can go into another line and get that one. So, um, you know, the Thursday and Friday will be for the 40th panel and the Last Jedi panel. So those are going to be pretty crowded. So I would recommend if you've if you have the provisions, if you are able to stay overnight, you know, probably do that. It'll be fun. And it's only it's only two nights in a row. It's only it's only two nights because the other um, the other days. They will not let you in before 5 a.m. Yeah. So you can't camp out overnight Friday or Saturday nights. (laughs) Yeah, you will not be allowed to do that those nights. Um, Let's see, what else? I had something I was going to bring. I was going to riff off something you said, but I forgot. Oh, I don't know. And then once you have your wristbands, I think you can go to the 11 o'clock panels. Um, You can go right to those, those lines um, if you're worried about like what seat you're get, but y- once you have the wristbands, you're guaranteed a spot in the room. So you can, if you don't care where you sit, you and just, you just want to be in the room, which is kind of us, yeah. you and me, we just want to be there. Yeah, you can go back to your room and sleep for a little bit, and sleep, drop off all your stuff, change, get freshened up, um, you know, drop off the whatever you had for overnight, and get your regular con stuff, and then. Get something to eat, come back, freshen up, and uh, you will have to get back in the queue to get back into the exhibit hall, I believe, and there go through the bag check and everything. So, but um, I mean, if you even wanted, you could get in the queue and get into the exhibit hall until like ten thirty, and then go up to the room. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, strange things have happened at these overnight lines. <laughs> yeah, you've. 
yeah, odd pizza. visitors and pizza deliveries. Pizza deliveries. I know we're we're going to do overnight for the 40th panel. Yeah, we probably can't do uh, The Last Jedi because of our obligations to uh, Drowning, Drowning in Moonlight Gall, which we'll talk about in a second. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're definitely doing the 40th panel. So if yes. you're in there as well, come say hi. Yeah. And, and I don't, I think that'll be a fun way to start the convention. You know, it's starting off uh, Celebration Anaheim with the Last Jedi panel was really, just, or not the Last Jedi panel, the Force Awakens panel was, you know, amazing. And it just kind of pumped everyone up. And like, we found out all this information about the, the Force Awakens and the sequel trilogy in general that we hadn't known before. Um, so that was cool. And you know, everyone was just so pumped after seeing the trailer. And um, I was kind of bummed that they weren't doing the Last Jedi panel on Thursday to open the con. But I think that the 40th panel will be a lot of fun and it will be a, it, you know, it'll get people like kind of nostalgic for Star Wars past. But it's also um, listed under the Future of Star Wars track. So. I'm interested to see what they might reveal there, if anything, and what surprises they will have. Because I I feel like they're making a bigger deal about this panel than they are of the Last Jedi panel. Yeah, which is odd. I mean, if you watched the last uh, installment of the Star Wars show, I'm sorry, sorry, the Star Wars show, <laughs> uh, they hinted pretty heavily that uh, you will regret it if you were not there. Yeah, so uh, I'm definitely you know hoping to be in the room for that one and um and um you know i i want to be in the room for the last jedi panel just because you know it's fun to be i i we weren't in there for anaheim but i mean we were in the overflow room and it was still it was still nice yeah absolutely um should we talk about the carry gala now we should talk about the carry gala uh gala uh thursday night um we've talked about this a bunch but we're gonna put one more plug out there uh we are going to be at the drowning in moonlight uh charity gala uh a uh, event that uh, celebrates the life of Carrie Fisher and is raising money for uh, her favorite charity, uh, the Midnight Mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, yeah. So we've been we've been doing a lot of the planning and organizing for this, along with our friends Robin and uh, Amanda, who you might know from the Throne Cast, and. Um, a bunch of other people from various other e- outlets. Uh, Danny from Rogue Project has been helping us with ticketing. Uh, James Floyd has been helping us with, you know, uh, organizing just podcast people and just other various people. And we've got lots of other, uh, tons of other people involved. So, um, and if you need one more push here, we can't give you the names, <laughs> unfortunately, but we have seven individuals who are involved in star wars books yeah <laughs> yeah because you know carrie after being an actress was an author a very prolific author and uh you know since we had the opera you know star wars celebration is a place where they have lots of authors gathering and uh thought it would be a good time to get them together to talk about carrie and her legacy and all that jazz and we'll be doing the same with 
uh, other podcasters from various other shows that have agreed to join us. And it will be a fun night. Um, you know, we want to keep it fun and irreverent because Carrie would not want people to be walking around crying and, you know, wearing all black <laughs> in mourning. Uh, so, I mean, we are, yes, you know, this is an honor of Carrie. It is, you know, a sad event that we don't want to be doing. But um, we're also going to try to make it fun because she loved parties and she it's raising money for a cause she really loved. So. Yeah, from the onset, we wanted this event to be irreverent, funny, and, yes, vulgar. Yep. So, which is why we have a 16 and up age limit. Because <laughs> there will be cursing. Yeah. There will be lots of cursing. There will. Because Carrie likes to curse <laughs> and say awkward, not awkward things, but irreverent, true things. <laughs> she was very blunt. Indeed. So, yeah, uh, that is Thursday night. Tickets are still on sale. Yes. Um, if you get you- them early, they'll be cheaper, but you can get them at the door if you aren't able to do that. Or- also, you will get in significantly faster yes. if you purchase uh, online prior to the event. If you just have your QR code, you will be able to just scan you and just get right in. Um uh, Longer line if you want to buy tickets there. And um, your food is included with the price of admission. So that is awesome. And I think we can mention this. We have a nacho bar, um, uh, sliders of various types. types, and carry chocolate cupcakes. Yeah. And we have a drink menu. Uh, Carrie themed drink menu. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if I've got that somewhere on here. Um, drinks are not included because they're alcohol, <laughs> but food is included. So if you're looking for something to do Thursday night, uh, you can still get tickets for forty dollars now. They'll be fifty at the door, um, and we'll, we'll have lots of items up for auction. I've been making auction baskets this weekend uh, in between visiting the hospital. Um, and auction sheets. So um, we've got a lot of stuff you can bid on. Books, games, lots of old celebration merchandise that's hard to find now. Um, An art. We've got a lot of uh, prints, uh, some that were donated by, you know, people from their personal collection and some from artists that have done stuff just for the gala. So... um, we're, you know, really hoping to raise a lot of money for the Midnight Mission. We've also got Disney tickets to raffle off and um, lots of door prizes. So you can pay $40, get food, get entertainment, bid on some auction stuff, and possibly get some neat door prizes. Excellent. I found the drink menu. Yes. Uh, the Hut Slayer Martini. Nice. The uh, Spicy Sarlacc. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I'll Have What Carrie's Having, which <laughs> is a... Coke on ice. That is what I'll be having. <laughs> uh, a Surrender the Pink. Nice. A Thank the Maker Manhattan, which is what I'll be having. And to me, she's royalty. Aww. Yay. So, yes, do come to the Carry Gala. It is going to be a lot of fun, and you will have a chance to win a bunch of really, really cool prizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, either door prizes, raffle prizes. Uh, did you mention that the raffle? The uh, raffle prize is a pair of uh, Walt Disney World Park Hopper tickets. Yes, I did. Uh, And yeah, amazing auction items. Uh, We got a ton of stuff from Celebrations Past. Mm -hmm. So if you're a collector of that jazz, 
Yes. You're going to want to come here and bid. I said that already. I'm reiterating. <laughs> you were looking for the drink menu. I was looking for That's the drink fine. menu. That's fine. Which brings us to Friday. Yes. And the marquee event, of course, is the Last Jedi panel. Yay! <laughs> Wait, you didn't talk about your panel on Thursday. Oh, my panel on Thursday. Uh, before the Drowning in Moonlight Gala. <laughs> like, immediately before. Yeah. Thank you, scheduling. Frustratingly before. Uh, <laughs> We are putting on an LGBTQIA in Star Wars panel. Uh, we've got a great, great lineup of uh, panelists. Um, I'll be moderating. We've got a show from show from the blog and podcasts. Uh, we have Meg, who uh, is the host of um, Rogue Podron. Uh, we have Saf from our stuff and every other thing in fandom. Yeah. Uh, and we've got. Uh, and we've got uh, Travis, who is all over the place in Star Wars fandom, uh, who will be on this panel. We are going to be discussing uh, LGBTQIA uh, representation in Star Wars, uh, what has improved um, of late, what can still use improvement, what we really like, the uh, LGBT characters in Star Wars, and what it's like being <coughs> an LGBTQ fan. <coughs> Sinjir. In Star Wars. Sinjir? What? Sinjir? Sinjir? Zinger. He's LGBTQ. He is. Uh, so yeah, that is going to be from 6.30 to 7.30 at uh, Star War- at the uh, Star Wars University room. Uh, come out if you uh, are interested. We would love to have you. And I think we've got a couple prizes we're giving away for that. Uh, but I will confirm that later. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't either until a couple hours ago. Oh. We'll have to, you'll have to fill me in. I, I shall. <laughs> I shall. Uh, Friday then. Yes, The Last Jedi. All I need is Luke Skywalker. That's all I need. It's all I care about. It will make me happy. Moving on. <laughs> this is going to be another one of those, uh, you're probably going to want to overnight it to get in yes. panels. Um, well, Mark Hamill is at Celebration. He'll be, we didn't talk about who's at the 40th panel that we know of for sure, but it'll be Mark Hamill, Kathleen Kennedy, um, and Hayden Christensen, which was a big surprise addition. Uh, I'm really excited about seeing him because uh, I, at one time, had a huge crush on him. <laughs> uh, so seeing him and Mark Hamill on stage together will be, you know, make my head explode. Uh, but yeah, so Mark Hamill is at Celebration. So I'm assuming he'll show up at this panel because why wouldn't he? I'm assuming we'll probably get some other guests that haven't been announced like we did at Celebration Anaheim. Uh Daisy, John, and Yeah, they didn't announce Oscar. Daisy, John, or no, uh, no. Oscar. No, they were not announced. I think they only announced people who were, like, signing autographs or people like Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. So, they yeah, they were not announced, so I'm just assuming they're going to be there because why wouldn't they? <laughs> um, also, that day is the Heroines of Star Wars panel, which is on the Galaxy stage, and Amy Ratcliffe is actually going to be hosting that panel moving over from the behind the scenes stage, which thank you for that. It's a, you know, a nice thing that they had the woman stage host host that panel. Um, Can we reiterate again? We're very happy that Amy is a host again. Yes. She is. She's awesome and is a fantastic host. Yeah. So it's uh, Dave Filoni, uh, Carrie Beck, Ashley Eckstein, and Tia Sarkar 
talk about uh you know all the female characters in star wars and it will be it should be a really good panel i i don't know if i'm gonna go to that one because you can only get two wristbands per day and that day is also mark hamill's tribute to carrie fisher which i want to see all of mark's panels and also especially his tribute to carrie i'm bringing a chip palette of kleenex oh my god yeah seriously (laughs) i'm not ready for that panel (laughs) Um. So yeah, and there's some other stuff going on that day. Um, I believe there is a uh, Star Wars publishing. Yeah, the Lucas panel. Lucasfilm Publishing Roundtable. Um, I would like to go to that. Um, it's all it's uh Marvel, uh, uh Lucas Books and um, or and Lucasfilm Disney Publishing and Delray people involved in that. Not just not just Delray. Yeah, um, this is the whole uh Star Wars books comics umbrella i'm sorry if you hear a lawnmower outside and a dog and a dog (laughs) and a cat (laughs) um but um it's directly immediately before the um mark hamill tribute which is at 5 30 and that panel ends at 5 30 so i probably won't be there um and then also jason for our friend jason fry is doing a writing workshop at 6 30 so that should be fun um, and Delray has a whole bunch of their authors doing yes, 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 doing do, do writing workshops mm-hmm. um, and signings. So um, check out Delray's Facebook page or Twitter page. I'm sh- they have a link to all of their schedule for the week. And they are uh, giving away some cool stuff, uh, especially if you buy twenty five dollars worth of books. There, yeah. If you, buy- I want that tote. Bag. Yeah, it's a it's a tote Star Wars tote bag. I find your lack of books disturbing. And also, if you buy Thrawn, you get the special exclusive They've, Thrawn yeah, pin. A very limited run of pins, as well as a very limited run of exclusive covers. Well, I don't think they said. It's that limited, but it's exclusive to celebration. You yeah. won't be able to get it afterwards. Yeah, you, well, that that pretty much. You don't makes have it you don't have to run to the exhibit hall, you know, early in the day to get it. It's not that sort of exclusive, but you know, I'd go there as soon as you can. <laughs> sort of exclusive. Um, so uh, f- Saturday is the big Rebels Day. That's the Rebels panel, which. I'm excited for to see what's happening next on the show. Um, I don't think it'll be as exciting as last year's where we found out Thrawn was going to be in Rebels, but uh, hopefully they do have some fun things. I th- I know you have a theory that you think uh, Cassian is going to be. I am convinced the big Cassian <laughs> is a season three character because they need a new season fulcrum four. or season four character. Yeah. They need a full new fulcrum. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah, in- really interested to see that one. And it's also the uh, Delray Books panel, uh, which is at one o'clock that day. Uh, which right- we are definitely going to. Yes, definitely going to that one. Um, it's also Marvel Comics panel day. Also, uh, Star Wars and Disney Parks, which is not the merchandise panel they've had before. This is like... I think uh, kind of a preview of their new Star Wars land offerings. Yes. Um, Just need a cantina there that I can park (laughs) at. Yes. Be happy. Uh, Our uh, staffer, Amanda, is moderating a panel about uh, keeping fandom safe and welcoming for all. 
Uh, so that's at 6.30 in the university stage. Um, and um, I think that's it for Saturday. And then Sunday, uh, the big panel I want to see is uh, Mark Hamill. <laughs> uh, I'm shocked. Right? Hashtag brand. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> um, and then I am on the Woman in a Galaxy Far, Far Away panel on the fan stage at 3 o'clock. Do you remember when you and I just attended celebrations? Apparently. Is that a thing we once did? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'll be there talking about ladies. Wearing my Mara Jade shirt. It's also my brand. So those are the panels we're looking forward to. And then I know people ask us questions on Twitter, so we should answer those. Yes, let me actually pull them up right now, because <laughs> my phone went to sleep. Oh. Wake it up. Actually, before we do that, do we want to talk a little bit about theme parks, since we know a lot of people will be using this as a... As a vacation opportunity. Sure. I think we got some questions about those anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely get to those. Um, let's start with Universal. How many days do you really need there? Um, well, it depends on what you want to do. If you want to see all of the parks, I would say at least two days. So one day per park. If you're really just there for Harry Potter, you can do it in one. You can do it in one and then but do you need the... But you need a park hopper pass because you need to go on the Hogwarts Express back and forth. Yes, yeah, so you do need uh, bo- you do need a ticket to both parks, uh, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios, to see all of the Harry Potter stuff. Yes. And uh, even if you're just one day, you can, do, you can still do all of the Harry Potter stuff and still do probably most of what you'd want to do otherwise, like the uh, various coasters on the Marvel side, the Jurassic Park stuff. Yeah. Uh, the new uh, Kong Skull Island thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, you can probably do most of what you want in a single day. Right. Uh, two days if you want to do absolutely everything. Yes. Uh, where it gets more complicated is when we start talking about Disney. Yes. <laughs> How much time do you need for that to do to do everything or to well, let's. Uh, let's set expectations here. If you want to do everything, how many days do you need? Um, well, I would say probably at least two, um, but probably three. And if you really don't want to drive yourself crazy and run yourself ragged, I would say four where you can have one park per day. But... um you can probably do Animal Kingdom in half a day, and you can probably do Hollywood Studios in half a day. Yeah, I bet you could combine Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios into a single day. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, and if you want to do multiple parks on you know the same day, you'd probably want to get you need to get a park hopper pass for that. Um, if you don't want to pay extra for the park hopper, you can just do one park per day, and then go do you know. Disney Springs at night or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. Uh, take advantage of Fast Pass Plus every day. That's going to get you a reserved spot on a ride at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are kiosks throughout each park. All you have to do is uh, tap your entry card and then make your selections for the day. Yes. Uh, and there are some great nighttime shows at most of the parks. Um, 
If you're just looking for Star Wars entertainment, you're going to want to go to Hollywood Studios as they have a lovely fireworks and projection show uh, most nights. Yes. Um, that's anything else we need to cover there? Or should we just dive into questions? Dive into questions. Diving into questions. Uh, sort of a generic uh, parks question. What is the best time of year to visit the parks if you're anxious around crowds? Uh, <laughs> I want to see the Star Wars park, but scra- crowds scare me. Well, unfortunately, uh, there are crowds all the time at Disney. There really are no slow times anymore because Disney has done really smart things like create all these festivals that people come for, like food and wine, or marathons where they have 50,000 people, you know, showing up to the parks for a weekend for races. Um, but typically, September, and like late January or you know January, uh, just make sure it's not marathon weekend in January. Yeah, like uh, after Christmas, um, beginning of December usually is not that bad. Um, if you can stomach the heat, end of August is usually not that crowded because Florida kids are back in school. Yeah. I think my favorite time of the year, though, is probably September-October, if we're talking about uh, the ratio of things to do to crowd size. Right. Because uh, that's got a uh, food and wine festival going on. Uh, the weather's really nice, and the crowds aren't too bad. Yes. Okay, next question. Let's see here. Uh, kid-friendly things to do besides theme parks, driving traffic tips for small city yokels, renting a car. Um... Try to avoid I-4 at all costs, um, because it sucks. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of toll roads in the area, so either invest in the Sun Pass or bring a lot of change. Um, There are a lot of attractions along International Drive that you can go to that'll, you know, take up an hour or so. There's the iDrive complex where they have the Orlando Eye and Madame Tussauds and the Sea Life Aquarium. And there's a bunch of other stuff like Ripley's Believe It or Not and Wonderworks, uh, mini golf all over the place. Um, Kennedy Space Center, if you want to drive out that way, is a great place to go. Um, it's a theme park, but, you know, it's more educational. Um, not too expensive. Uh, eh, entries, entries, not it's like bad. Fifty bucks or mm-hmm. something. But um, and if you want to, you can always drive over to the beach. It's about an hour. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it for that question. If you're staying around International Drive, there is an International Drive trolley system. Not sure how extensive it is, but you can you can search that out. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Parking tips at the convention center. Get there early. Yeah. Um, I I drove there uh, for both Celebration 5 and Celebration 6. I don't remember there being a problem parking at any of those. Of course, um, now we're probably looking at double attendance from Celebration yeah. 6. But I know you and I, we got, when, you know, we went to Celebration 6 together and um, we, you know, you know, drove from my house, from my house and, um, it was, it was like, you know, we got there like eight o'clock ish and, um, didn't have, I don't think we really, really had a problem. We just 
got in and parked. <laughs> it was a little bit of a walk, but yeah, we got in and parked. It wasn't yeah. too bad. Well, I know we parked in behind the building. We parked behind the um the West Concourse. And, yeah. But there's I mean, there's lots of parking around. Um it might take a while if you get there later, but um it shouldn't be that bad. And I know we've had a lot of hard time parking during MegaCon. But Megacon is more of a local convention. And Megacon also suffers historically from horrid management. Yeah. So, um, whereas Celebration, I would say the majority of folks are probably coming in from out of town and staying yeah, out of so town. Yeah, so there are driving. far fewer people locally yeah. at this but convention. If you're, I, mean, I mean, there are a lot of local there, there people. There are a lot of local people, but it... Uh, most of the attendees are already on site yeah. uh, in a hotel. So, but if you uh, if you are worried, I would say just get there early. There's there's lots of parking around. I don't think I don't think it's like Anaheim where parking is limited. Yeah, so. or and uh, if you're if you're not in an on site hotel, it's re- probably only going to be a couple bucks for you to take a lift uh, and just get dropped off. Yeah, and that's it's probably going to be less than what you pay for parking, and right. then you wouldn't have to worry about parking. Right. So that's that is something to consider. Let's see. Next question: Alcohol. Yes. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Danny. Uh, the, yes. the question was just oh, alcohol. It's just al- oh, okay. Just the word alcohol. Question. Mark. Drink it. Um, know your limits. Don't be stupid. You can find us at a hotel bar most nights. Yes. Uh, what are examples of good questions to ask at a panel, and what are examples of bad questions to ask? Thank you, Danny, for sending this one in. Yeah, after that one. Um, well, do you want to give examples of good questions or bad questions? Well, a good question is pretty straightforward. It's polite, and it's a single I don't know question. if it's straightforward, because a lot of people don't know how to ask them. Well, yeah, it's, po- it's polite and it's straightforward, and it takes you less than 30 seconds to ask it. Yes. A bad question. Oh, we've got lots of examples of bad questions. Well, and also, like, it's a good question is, I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking a question that's directed to a specific person. No, not at all. But it's also nice if you say, you know, this question is directed towards, you know, for example, Mr. Zahn. uh, But it's also a question that other people can chime in on and answer. Like, so... If you ask a generic question like, what's a favorite character you've created for Star Wars books? You know, don't just ask one person that. That's a that's a panel yeah, ask, question. Don't direct that at a But if you person. want to ask Tim, you know, how did you feel when Thrawn was recanonized? First of all, he's said that a lot of times before, so you don't need to ask that question. Also, listen to the panel because they might have answered your yes. question. Also, listen to the panel because that might give you an idea for questions to ask and show that you were engaged and give you an interesting question. Yes. Now, I will also say this. Does 90 seconds on Google give you the answer? Yeah. If it does, don't ask the question. Yeah. Don't ask Tim Zahn how he felt when Mara J died because he's asked answer that question probably at every convention he's ever gone to. And it's really easy to find an interview where he talks about it. He didn't like it. He thought it was dumb. The end. Let's talk about Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, another example of a bad question. If you say these words, <laughs> this isn't a question. It's more of a statement. Or this is more of a comment. Then no, don't, don't, don't do not do it. If you say that, you are liable to be glared at yeah. to death. 
Yes. Don't do it. You can set up a question with a statement as long as it's within like 10 seconds. <laughs> Don't do a rambling thing and then tack on a question at the end of it. And another thing you shouldn't, if you're starting with this, just sit down. Mm-hmm. This is a multi-part question. Mm-mm. Don't do it. No. You will annoy everybody in the room. Right. If you want to ask two questions, just say the two questions in a row. Don't like stand, ask a question, stand there, wait for the answer, and then ask another question. Say, you know, uh, how, you know, what was filming this like and what did you do after this? You know, just ask your question. Don't they ramble. Have to, they have to flow into each yeah. other. Don't ramble, you know. And if it's really a multi-part question, nobody wants to sit through your multi-part question. No. 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 And it, the author, the panelists aren't going to remember every single bullet point you put in front of them. Right. So don't they do don't. It. They usually just know the last part. And, uh-huh. they, and that's all they answer. Also, don't ask for a hug. Seriously, don't ask for a hug. Don't ask for a hug. Don't ask for a picture or an autograph. That's really creepy. And for the love of God, don't ask how to get on the story group. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Don't give them things. I mean, sometimes, you know, if a little kid is giving, you know, like Ashley Eckstein a picture of Ahsoka, that's one thing. But, you know, if it's me, like, giving Mark Hamill something, that's kind of creepy, even for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes, those are examples of good questions yeah. and bad but questions. But your your rule about Google is a good one. Like if you can Google the question and like read, if you can find it in an interview with someone, like yeah, I mean there are typical questions they get at every convention. You know, asking people like what's their favorite role or what's their favorite scene. Like that's fine. You know, because answers you know answers change and stuff, and it's you know interesting to hear the stories. But like. And especially, like, don't don't ask controversial questions, you know? Like, it's not really the time and place for that. But there, I mean, there are certain panels where, like, you know, at the heroines panel, like, people might talk about female representation and how it can get better and why did Rogue One only have one major female character. But... It's not really, you know, the time to probe people and get all, get them defensive. Because no one wants to do that at a convention. No, no. I mean, yeah, there, there there's, there's we a We apologize. There is someone mowing the lawn. How I mean, dare they? <laughs> I, I wouldn't even say that controversial questions are bad. Just don't be hostile. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, like... Controversial questions are fine. Yeah, that's what I don't meant. Be hostile don't be hostile when you're asking the question. Yeah, because if you, you know, putting someone on the defensive is not a good way to spark a discussion, you know. And that can be, you know, discussions at convention panels can be really interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be rude. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, I, I mean, we've both seen... Uh, controversial and tricky questions that were great yeah uh at panels like these um it's just you can't go up there being combative right. and expect to get a good response yeah uh let's see uh what is it like to watch the big panels on the live stream 
Does it matter where you sit or the closest to sc- or is the closest to screens important? So I think we're talking about the satellite. Uh, yeah. The satellite uh, uh, simulcast. For those, it's really like um, I kind of like a movie when you go see a movie. I yeah, and I don't think you have to worry about the screen or being able to see the screens because the screens that they have run here at uh, Orange County Convention Center in the past are massive. Yeah. And uh, you should be able to see them from any seat, provided you're not behind someone that's seven foot tall. Yeah, I think we were like, we were like maybe one third of the way back when we saw the Force Awakens panel. Yeah. Um, and you, in that screen, you could see it clear from the back of the room, no problem. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, even if you're like, for me, it's really just seeing the trailer and experiencing it with other people rather than just like, on Twitter and via streaming. Um, I think it is a little different being in the room versus not being in the room because there is that energy there. But um, like, I don't feel like I missed out on anything by not being in the Force Awakens panel. But I do want to see The Last Jedi. Like, I'm not going to be upset if I don't get into The Last Jedi panel, but I am go- I would like to. Yeah, basically. agreed. So that is the last of the questions I've got uh, from the tweeters. Uh, anything else we want to mention here? Um, I don't think so. Uh, look, keep an eye on your uh, on your iTunes feeds because we're probably going to be posting some audio throughout the convention as we are bringing our whole recording setup with us. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you'll you'll get some uh, unique content uh, from us there. Uh, probably not going to do a whole lot of panel audio because you're going to be able to get most of that through the live streams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's coming up. Um, we're going to be on site Wednesday. If you see us, of course, as we always say, do stop us and say hi. Uh, we've got yeah, Heath. Yeah, Heath. Heath. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, buttons and wristbands. Uh, and seriously, come and say hi. We love talking. We love talking with uh, listeners and readers. Yes, we do. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap it there. And hey, folks, we're going to see y'all at Celebration. Yay! Hooray! Maybe then I'll stop being tired. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, we're going to be more tired. Uh, this episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and you, our Patreon subscribers. Click the links on the blog and help us keep the lights on. Uh, on Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi underscore station, the official show account. Find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Elaine Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Facebook, we're the Tashi Station Network. We're available on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, you find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to see you all at Celebration. Bye. So long, everyone. podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Draft Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Oh, 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 oh